You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. What's up? Welcome to another edition of Black Hollywood Live. Next, right here on BlackHollywoodLive.com. We do it every week. We talk to all the up and coming people that you need to know who's next up in the game. This week is no different. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Thomas at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm Courtney Tezno. Keep in touch with me at Tezno's on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. And this song that you're listening to is actually by our guest today. Hey. It's called Chromosomes <laughs> by the group Some Assholes. Y'all give up for Jocko Sims. What's up? What's up? Hello, Jocko. We're so excited to have you. I'm so happy to be here. This is amazing. This is great. I'm proud of you guys and the work you've been doing. So let's get it cracking. Yes. You can see him on TNT's The Last Ship every what Sunday at 9, 8 Central. Make sure you tune into that mm-hmm. so we can say, see it save the earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the humans. All that. Oh, Meg. All that okay, stuff. so we were talking a little bit about some music before, but before we get into what we were really talking about, Jocko, uh-huh. let's go ahead and get into some fresh beats. This one is Disclosure featuring Sam Smith, so let's see that video because we've missed him. Right. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to wait on that one. Okay. Let's talk about this week. So there's let's, a lot of stuff going on yes. yep. with... Some mm-hmm. So we've got Drake and Meek Mill. Everybody's been talking about it, so we had to at least mm-hmm. mention it on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Drake had two diss songs. Mm-hmm. And now Meek Mill's just put out t- a second one. Right. Who won, guys? Who won? Oh, I Drake. Mean, hands down. It was it was like a, a unanimous decision. Right here. In right. fact, it was a knockout. We didn't even have to go 12 rounds. Um, poor poor Meek. I, I was really pulling for him, too. Why? Well, His comeback? Because, I mean, I, I want to see a good fight. I didn't want to see no Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I want to oh. see something, you know, that was real. And I think it's really good for music, good for hip-hop, get us all interested in the stuff again. I'm glad Drake partook in the situation because right. he could have avoided it, but... It's awesome, man. It's but you know, and then you know it's bad when you have like uh, food chains getting involved. Whataburger tweeted out, "Hey Meek Mill, um, if you're gonna have beef, make sure it's high quality." <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. Man. I love it. Cool. Only Whataburger. Right. That's so it's rude. Down south. That is so rude. For you guys who don't know, not familiar with Whataburger, take a trip down south. Oh, what? you would love it. In and out. What? Right, right. does not compare. You know, you, you <laughs> got fresh toast sticks at Whataburger. Uh-huh. Okay, beat that. <laughs> I want to know. Okay, so this Drake diss and this Meek Mill thing. Do you guys remember in 2009 he actually said, "Diss me, you'll never hear a reply for it." And how many Drake disses have we seen right. since that? Yeah, I don't know. What I do you think that about that? He said, "This what? Diss me, you'll never hear a reply for it." Remember, oh, successful to, in 2009. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. I think at the end of back to back, he was saying, um, "You know, stayed away from Fuse." Now I'm back to that. Just I, I, this one was so big, and so many people were listening and uh, waiting, and he just gave the people what they wanted. Pretty so, much, it's good. 
It's good. Oh, sorry, I love it. I hope, I'm just. I want Drake to just drop another one. Really? Just because? Just <laughs> because. Call it LOL. <laughs> you know, did you see the photo he put out after Meek Mill? I did see that. Oh, man. So rude. Everybody's so rude in the yeah. game. But you know, we need that in hip-hop. We need to revive that. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay, yeah. let's go ahead and get to our fresh beat we were talking about yeah. earlier. Disclosure featuring Sam Smith. Our boy's been gone for a minute. Let's see how he's doing now. Hello, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Let me get that feature. <laughs> Can we point out the fact that he has lost so much weight? Wow, good for him. Right. He, he got sexy on him one time. <laughs> wow. doing his thing. And I love Disclosure. That's the follow-up with Sam Smith mm-hmm. uh, last summer's, um, what was this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I can think of the titles. You gotta but see yeah. the whole video. So he really kills it vocally, as you know, we've seen that before. But right, he does right. really good towards the end of this video. You know, I wish I could sing like that. <laughs> so you're a, you're a rapper, right? I uh, I I don't know if I'm ready to just like take that title yet. So what do you call it? Poetry um, with song? Yeah, a little. I, you know, <laughs> I just call it entertaining. Okay. Um, so yeah, we have this group called Some Assholes, and it is stemming off a, a television series that we're writing called All Guys Are Assholes and it's basically about a group of guys trying to make it in the music business and deal with their relationships with women and whatnot. so it's funny it's like I call it the music version of Entourage okay mm. yeah so it's good so we're meanwhile putting out real songs and pre- performing we performed last month at the House of Blues it was our first performance it was nice. crazy nice good crazy. feel good yeah. to be on stage like yeah. that absolutely I felt at home oh. I don't know if it's because I have a theater background or something but it was something very familiar for me and uh, we just been having a good time. How many people are in the group? It's three of us. Okay. It's three of us occasionally, four and five. We we get our homies in there. Uh shout out to Lotto Richie, Screwface Radio, and uh Breon and our new producer Tony Royster uh Tony Royster Junior who's one of the greatest drummers in the world. Right. So it's Man. great. It's great. I'm Y'all look excited. out for that soon. What we will um, we know we're in the studio right now, so okay. hopefully real soon we'll be dropping some stuff. Yeah, good, good, yeah. Good. Oh yeah, and you know we got to start a beef with somebody. Who's, who's gonna be first beef? I, I don't know. It's easy to start a beef with him. Apparently, <laughs> I think we want a lot of attention. We might have to go straight at Drizzy. Really? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't do that. Now. We got to work our way up. To that. <laughs> no, no, no. I say okay. go for it. Go for it. Yeah, right. Don't set him up for failure now. You see how? He <laughs> okay, okay. Let's feel. ease it in with me. Let's ease gonna, it in with me. <laughs> oh, she said failure. She gonna make me go into nah, a bag. Nah, stop. But I'm saying, you know, you gotta ease it. Oh, Lotto, let me borrow one of them bags, bro. <laughs> Well, let's talk about um, what's going on with some casting news. So, everyone loves the show Empire. Mm-hmm. We've got Grace Julie, who's on it, who plays uh, Boo Boo Kitty. Yes. We like to call her that. And um, also Trey Byers, who plays Andre Lyon. Guess what? They're engaged. Yeah, so cute together. Not, yes, he just proposed to her on her 31st birthday in Chicago. It's so cute. So now they're going to be together. It's going to be weird watching Empire. And now I'm like, oh, you two are really together in a real life. Uh-huh. No. Because we kind of knew that before. I know, no, but I'm saying, what if you see... Okay, so what if there's a love interest that that Andre's going to have or Grace is going to have on the show? Mm. How weird is that? What if your girlfriend's on the show with you, Jocko, and then yeah. she has to kiss somebody else as a part? Is that weird? That's, that that probably would be weird. And now my question is, did they know each other and were they dating before the show or did they meet on the show? I have no idea think, on that I, backstory. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know which scenario it is, but I mm-hmm. think they met on the show. That's crazy. It, but they didn't release that they were, you know, actually together until March of this past year, of yeah. this year. So I, I, if they met on the show, I think that's going to be an interesting thing. Because <laughs> I mean, usually 
when you have like a, a romance onset romance that's tied within a project and the project ends things get a little different mm-hmm. after that but I'm wishing them the best they, right. they make a good looking couple so wishing them well we'll see what happens right right Definitely. right would you date a coaster I, I try not to like uh, shit where I eat okay. <laughs> can I say it. shit yeah. yes okay, you can cool. I try I try not to because I mean then you know something happens you break up and then you're there working with the person for months or years from right, then right. And, and it's just it, could, it can get a little weird yeah it can get a little sticky yeah, a little sticky. Mm-hmm. I believe it uh-huh. so also we have some good news some casting news um, Queen Latifah and Mary J. Blige have joined the TV version of The Wiz it's a live action special that's going to be on wow. NBC mm-hmm. um, Queen Latifah plays the Emerald City boss and then Mary J. Blige will play the show's villain. Yes, I'm, I'm so that. excited. And I'm, I'm more so excited. This is still just a rumor. But the fact that they're talking to Beyonce about being... Dorothy? No, Glinda the Good Witch. Okay. I'm just like, oh. Who's uh, Dorothy? I don't know. The who Good Witch? Want, who, do, who would you want Dorothy to be? Uh, today, I mean, Diana Ross, man. She can't be we can bring her back. I know what I'm saying. We, I'm just saying, like, you. how do you feel those shoes? That's the question. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's that whole film was sing. just great. I mean, Michael Jackson, the original cast was right. just great. I'm, I'm aging myself right now. I know about it because my mom was a big fan. Yeah, but, right. That's um, all right. You can like it. Today, <laughs> right. I'm going to think. What do y'all think? Dorothy. Who would be? Somebody has to be somebody young enough. Somebody They're going to cast sing. Rihanna. If they really? do, I, they're going to. She has an accent. That's not going to be as cool. It's going to be they, like, they're gonna are you going to hear as the Bayesian? That makes it inclusive. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> see that one happening. Brothers. <laughs> He's on down. He's uh, on the road. down. <laughs> the road. I mean, no, it's cool. I, I, I don't know who I would want. Maybe a Kiki Palmer. Can she sing? Oh, uh, Kiki. Brandy. Brandy. No. Brandy. No, well, Brandy's done why? so many, like no, Cinderella and no. all that. But why? That's mm. why she'd be perfect. I think you hit the nail on the head. Is Kiki? You think yeah, I think Kiki. Kiki Palmer played my little sis on Masters of Sex last year. She was great. Yeah, she's yeah. really good. She would actress. kill it. Okay. That's her. It's Kiki. I can right. see Kiki doing it. Let's go ahead and put that out there. Yeah, Kiki. Yeah. Zendaya, maybe? I thought about that, but then, you know, I'll... Is it, oh, I like him, okay. I like him, Dan. I like him, Dan. I really love her, though. But let's talk about the next big thing. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there is a hotel in Japan that is fully, uh, oh my gosh, fully staffed by robots. Oh, yeah, so I let's check out this that. video real quick. What if somebody at the front desk was a T-Rex checking you in? I'm, I'm uh, not cool with this. <laughs> this has got to stop. And then this this one's going to actually check in your bags for you. What if they mess up? Who do you call if some if the if the robot arm just stop working? Um, you exactly. like, that's my my bag right there. Uh, I need robot's to gonna come fix it or something. And the, then um, it gets to the point where you can't even go to your room by yourself. In the video later, we pretty much see them taking your bags to the room. You can't oh, touch no. your stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh You know what? I don't I don't know if I want my hotel experience to be like a. A Herbie Hancock video. I'm cool, man. I like think that's that a little creepy, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's weird. I aged myself on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? that, was, that I'm not gonna age myself that. and say yes. Ooh, I'm gonna say scare yes. Me so, as a kid. Oh my goodness! And facial recognition. Okay, so that uh, hotel is a lot. I hope they have a really good backup system in case things, you know. There's got to be at least like one human working. that's there, like you know, that's there around the clock in, in case something goes down. There no. has to be fully one staffed human. robots. I'm saying there's got to be somebody who. Fix it, like the technician is what I'm saying. Yeah, it probably can click a button and let somebody know we need human help. This but. is a sci-fi movie waiting to happen. <laughs> you <laughs> kidding me? That's crazy. That's, no, no, hell no. Look at that. That's the most creepy thing I saw in the whole video. That's a concierge if you need some room service. I'm straight, In man. your room with you. It's crazy. I'm going to go try it out. 
Oh no, Megan. <laughs> See what it's like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go ahead and just leave. Uh, make a <laughs> you will. You document it. Let I know. Us right? know. <laughs> make a will. Okay, something because that's gonna go like killer robots or something, right? Oh man. Oh I'm my good. goodness. I'm good. I'm let's good. talk about you, Josh. Yes, let's talk about you. Okay, All so. Right. We are both fellow Texans, which I love. Uh, yeah. Born in Houston. Yes. Yes, indeed. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about that experience growing up. Did you yeah. always know you wanted to be an actor? No, I didn't, actually. In high school, I wanted to be a doctor or a dentist. Um, yeah, I, I was really good. I used to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> you don't lose that. Right, uh, right. I used to be. And then, um, yeah, I got to college my first year, and I, I said, I, you know, I don't know if I want to be in school for the next 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I always loved entertaining. I just kind of put it on back burner. My mom tried to encourage me to take artistic classes and stuff, and I just had no interest. So I got there. I took a theater class at U of H and just fell in love with it. And moved out to uh, L.A. and finished up at UCLA. Got a B.A. in theater, and the rest has been history. Wow. Yeah. Right. How long yeah. did you, were you at U of H, actually? I just did a year there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you went over to UCLA, you majored in theater as well? I majored in theater, yeah. Good. Okay, Absolutely. tell us about your first play in, at UCLA. First, yeah. Um, first play at UCLA was Rhymers of Eldridge. Um, it was uh, written by Lanford Wilson, and I played uh, an old, old man. And uh, the makeup was was pretty cool. In, in theater, I don't know if you guys know, you have to learn how to do your own makeup and all right. that. So I spent a lot of time on it, and I would go out on stage and, and, and do my thing. And then the people afterwards would, you know, you know, the cast would come out, and people would be looking like, who played the old man? How is that the so, person? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was, that was and fun. then from college, what lessons did you learn that have really transferred over to what you do now in the acting world? Yeah, you know, for me, I think studying theater was great because I learned some a lot of discipline. Uh, being on time is is important. Right. <laughs> oh, stop. I was on, I was on oh, time, y'all. Right I'm on time. You know, being on time is important. <laughs> Learning your lines and sticking to the script. Uh, I, I get in situations where I'm on set and it's it's so funny. That's so ingrained in me. And so when somebody is like going off the script and in a way, I feel like that can be a little disrespectful towards the writers because in theater, they they say, you know, you got to respect that script. Right. And so, uh, just you know, the disciplinary things I learned from theater, I like to bring onto the set, and people usually enjoy. It. They like working with me because you know I try to be the consummate professional. Good. Well, I'm sure you, that helps you in auditions. Right. right, right mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you like more, theater, TV, or film? Um, I think what's cool about television, which I didn't feel this way initially, but. Working on a character for a long period of time, especially uh, on a series for a few years, uh, you can kind of dive into that and um, sort of have this relationship with the audience who's following this character and have a a bigger arc. So there's something really enjoyable about that. Mm. What's What's your favorite theater show? Favorite theater show? Yeah, that you've ever watched or worked in. I like a show called Noises Off. Okay. Um, there was a movie too with Christopher Reeve that uh, no, no, was it Christopher? Yeah, yeah. Um, aged myself for the third time. Oh, uh, stop <laughs> it! No, it's, it, it's good because it ha- it's um, God. I'm kind of on the spot here. What I liked about it is ensemble cast, mm-hmm. a, a lot of movement at the same time. You're watching this part of the stage, and there's someone going, you know, something going on in an apartment building here, and then there's something else going here, and you have the audience laughing all over the place, and just people missing each other by one little beat. The timing is really important on that show. So if mm-hmm. y'all get a chance to see noises off, 
somebody bring that show back. It's right. really good, really oh. entertaining. I like to be entertained. I, as much I study theater, but I'm really bored by it half the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's got to be funny and just like right. in your face, you know. Right. Have fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did you spend most of your time just doing theater, or before that, did you have like any weird jobs that you can share with us? <laughs> uh, weird jobs. Um, I, you know, I didn't have any weird jobs. I, I used to work at TGI Fridays. And what so, was it like? That Jack Daniel sauce. Yeah, that Jack. Uh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> um, I had I had fun in there. I had fun in there. It was Magic Johnson's Fridays, right? I'm proud Are you of it. Serious? Yeah, oh, right okay. there when yeah, I first moved the fun, in. That's the fun TGI Friday. Listen, I'm sure you got tipped well. I hope. One time they played. Uh, a, I think it was Fifty Cent song came on and people got up and started dancing. <laughs> Only at Magic Johnson. Only at Magic Johnson. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yep, that was fun. And then, okay, speaking of that, well, you've talked about so many different things. Is there anyone that you really looked to as a role model growing up, or anyone in the industry that you looked up to? I've, I've always been a fan of, of Denzel. I, I liked what he he he's done, and not so much just looking at him as an actor, but just as an audience member. His commitment. Um, oh yeah. Training Day is just crazy. Right. It's crazy how he transformed and, and went into that character, and he did it so well that I, I found myself, you know, questioning like, what was, why did he feel that he had to do that? <laughs> you know, why did he have to go so deep into it? It's taking me out of the story, but you know, doing this now, I learned that he was just doing his job, right? You know, so it was great. That's great. Oh, I love me some Denzel. (laughs) Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people that get into this industry obviously have faced no's. Are there any obstacles that you can share with us that almost made you give up, but then you persevered through it? Yeah, I think a good example in recent years was uh, Masters of Sex. Um, Sometimes that no is a no you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went in for a a role on Masters of Sex last year, and it was a high-profile show. So, uh, I'm sorry, two years ago. For this first season, and um, it was for one episode and a couple of scenes, and I didn't get it. Felt a little bummed out, but then, um, you know, the next year, uh, the role of Robert comes along, mm-hmm. and I get it, and it's this huge role, this huge arc. So, you know, it, sometimes when we miss out on an opportunity, we, we beat ourselves up and feel like we've done something wrong, but mm-hmm. sometimes you literally just aren't right for the part. And so that's what I learned in that situation. Just, you know, keep your head up, keep going, and, and realize that it doesn't mean that you did a bad job. I didn't know that they were watching me after that audition and felt that I did a good job. Oh, so yeah. It was great. worked out for the better. I'm it glad sure I didn't did. get that first part. I know, right? Yeah, those extra checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. So you've been on everything. You've been on Cold Case, which, by the way, I actually saw the episode that you were in. Volunteers. Yes. I played the Black Panther. I know. Because I, <laughs> I was looking through your IMDb, and I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this episode of Cold Case. <laughs> so you've been on Cold Case, CSI, Jarhead, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, you've been on everything. Uh, what so far has been your favorite role? Um, I got to say, the Black Panther was cool on Cold Case because it was one of my first roles. And uh, they put this fake mustache on me and just really transformed, and it, it, it was it was great. And my my friends really love that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they gave me a nickname, Jackie Cole K Sims. Oh. You know, every after that, just uh, it, so it looking back at that, I felt like that was one of those opportunities where I can play a character mm-hmm. and like jump into something else. And you so said, that was good. And you said your name's Jackie. So that's your Jackie, real name. That's my legal name. It's your legal name. So yeah. tell us it's why you switched it. No. Oh I, yeah, yeah. How, like, tell us about that and why you're Jocko now instead of Jackie. Right. So my, I'm named after my father and my grandfather. So I'm Jackie the third. Okay. And legend has it, the day I was born, my grandmother on my mom's side said, "Let's call him Jocko." 
just for short. And right. it's not spelled the same. It's it's it just has no meaning. But my whole life I've been called Jocko. Not a single person in my family's ever called me Jackie. In wow. fact, I didn't know that my name was Jackie until Stop. kindergarten. I, I promise. You. Oh wow! Kindergarten, the teacher, uh, you know, she called in you know, roll call and she said Jackie, and I'm like, nah, that's, that's my dad's silent. name. <laughs> that's not me. She's like, no, it's you, and she showed it to me on a piece of paper. And I went home. I was hot. I was like, <laughs> As Why you tell me? Why you tell me my name was Jackie? And then that's when I found out this story I just told you. Right. Yeah. Wow. So Jocko is. You know, both of them are, are my name. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, what was it like seeing yourself on TV for the first time? Oh, man. Uh, that was cool. I did a, a cop show called uh, 10-8 on ABC back in the day, and I played a DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just laughing to myself because that audition was crazy, too. But um, <laughs> um, but it was it was great because my mom, she had to go run an errand, and this was right before DVRs and stuff. Although I, we, I was recording on the VHS, but she uh, came back home and made it just in time to see my scene, and she walked in. And she was watching the screen, and she just started crying. Aww, and, wow. um, so for me, I'll never forget that moment. That was really great because, you know, we I, I grew up mainly with my mom, and she was a single parent, and she worked really, really hard right. and just always wanted success for me. So that was a little bit of the beginning, you know, and right. so, yeah, it just meant the world to me. Oh, made mama proud. <laughs> I know, it made your mama proud. You'll see that? I'm getting right. points up in here, y'all. Yeah, I'm sure she's probably notes. proud to see you as Elvis Kelly on the remake of Dreamgirl. Oh, oh man. yeah. So yeah. you worked with Jennifer Hudson, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy. What was it like to be on a set with that much talent? That was crazy I, I filmed mainly by myself um and what i did love was the experience with the director mm-hmm. um bill condon because you know i had this smaller role more or less but he just treated me like i was one of the stars you know he let me um, bring some input into the scenes and ask me what i wanted so shout out to bill condon he's a great director he's done some amazing stuff and um Beyond, they ended up cutting my scene in with Beyonce. So the, the scene, the the most memorable scene is when I play Beyonce's version of One Night Only, and so it's a disco version. So as I'm deciding whether or not to play, they intercut with Beyonce on the stage, and she turns around, she's saying, "Come on, baby," and she's like pointing, and then they show my face, and they kept doing it. And I'm in the theater, like, "Ooh, she talking to me." It was nice. So, like, I did a little scene with Beyonce. Yeah, okay. I hollered at you. Not, oh, not yeah. too many men can say with, that. Not too many people don't. can say that. Yeah. And outside, I do want to say I met her at, at, at another event, and Beyonce is incredible she just is. as a person. Right. Wow. She's really, you can tell she's from Texas. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. that's what she, I like to she hear. She keeps it real all the way. She's mm-hmm. cool. She's really cool. So you were on Crash, which was on Stars, mm-hmm. and that was your first series regular role, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, how was that different, and what it, what was that like to experience? Wow, I'm now on the show, and I'm on every episode. Yeah, that that moved very quickly. That was awesome because I didn't know at the time that I auditioned and that I tested for it that it, it was going to be 12 episodes already on the air. Usually, you have to do the whole pilot thing, hope your right. pilot get picked up. So it was Stars' first original drama. So that was great. And I played the driver to this insane music producer who was played by Dennis Hopper. But when I landed in Albuquerque, we were going to start filming. We still didn't have that role cast, which is the biggest role on the show. So I heard that it was going to be either Val Kilmer or Tom Sizemore, Harvey Keitel or Dennis Hopper. And I'm like... Can't go wrong with any of those. Like, whatever. Yeah, so that's when I knew this was going to be a great ride. So when Dennis Hopper said yes to it, I was just over the moon. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you you mentioned that you have also done Masters of Sex. Mm-hmm. That's a period piece. So how was that different for you to, like, what kind of process did you have to go through yeah. to do that role versus something else that's more modern? Mm. By far, my favorite role, actually, that I've, that I've done. That was, that was a great experience. Um, with Masters of Sex, uh, they said that the character was charming, had a little bit of a southern charm to him. Which work for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a natural, right? <laughs> um, and I channel. You know what? Believe it or not, I channeled a little bit of Matthew McConaughey. Just oh, I, I gave him, him. Just gave him a little bit of a, of a southern accent. Okay. Uh, and that first scene uh, when I first show up on the doorstep of Libby to confront her about how she's treating my sister um, was one of my favorite scenes because I kind of just threw on that charm, but and, and threatened her at the same time. Right. You know, so that that was an interesting balance trying to get your message across, but still come across as charming so what's the hardest thing about auditioning for all these roles mm. i hate auditioning I, <laughs> unless it's unless it's um something meaty like if i have a lot of lines that i can dig into and at that point i, I kind of forget that it's an audition and i go and i can perform and just you know try to captivate the room i enjoy that but you know when it's sometimes it's just a couple of lines for the audition and it turns out to be a much larger role like the last ship and um i didn't like my last ship audition because I'm, I'm literally yelling at somebody, you know, as a lieutenant, and it's hard to show them that you're a great actor or a good actor when you're just yelling at somebody, you know. Right. So you go in there, and, and uh, you know, I, I stumbled a couple of times, and I apologize. They're like, no, no worries. It's been hard for everybody. And, you know, somehow, some way, you know, they still are able to see what they need to see and, and, and it go your way or not go your way. So, but, yeah, I just auditioning sometimes. It, it never gets... Right. Easy or fun, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you go in there and you just you know those eyes are on you. But I, I have come to learn that the people who are on the other side of the camera, they're they're with you. You right. know, they're not against you. They they want you to be the person. You know, they're rooting for you when you come in there. They, that makes them their job easier. Right. So it's comforting to know that you know sometimes you may feel the room is a little icy, but. They're, they're, they're wanting you to come in and be the one. Yeah. yeah. What do you do to prepare since you say you really don't like auditions? What mm-hmm. do you do before you get into that room? Yeah, I think the key is, and I don't always have the time to do this, but, the, you you know, they say working on it a lot. It sounds cliche. Right. But the more time you put into your stuff, the more I like to get off book. You know, mm-hmm. they say you can have your sides to rely on them. But uh, I also coach acting, too, so I always tell actors to get off book know it completely know it backwards and forwards um we break down the script you have to know what you're saying if you don't know what you're saying you're playing a doctor and you don't know what a pericardium is then you haven't earned the right to say it right you know let's do your research let's go on youtube and and find out everything you can about this because that's going to give you more confidence when you start to perform it. So. Right. Yeah. Mm. Right. So you're currently Lieutenant Carlton Banks. Not Banks. Ah. Carlton Burke. Sorry. Bitch. Carlton Banks. I'm thinking <laughs> no, it's all good. Banks. No, it's all Freshman. good. I know I heard that. Carlton Banks. <laughs> right. On TNT, mm-hmm. The Last Ship. Now, this Burke. show, yeah, you, you, this is a, a, if people haven't watched it yet, you're on, you guys are in the Navy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in the Navy, and you're on a ship, and there's something that's going on. I'm not going to give it away, but there's something that's going on, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're basically trying to help save humanity. Absolutely. So, are you guys ever on a ship, number one? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We go like down most this, of the time? Right. Yeah, some of the time. We go down to San Diego at least three times a year per season. Really? Is it the and USS Midway? It, it's it's not that one. It's um, but There's a lot of them there. We did the USS Dewey. 
the first go around, and the U.S. Navy is very supportive of the show. They love it, Yay. and if uh, without their support, wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. So right. I had to learn pretty quickly that this wasn't your ordinary job as an actor. I mean, I had a responsibility. I mean, they did background checks on us to make sure we can go on the on the base. Um, so we got there, and the first time I stepped foot on the ship, there's 200 servicemen and women on the ship active, like running around working and wow. stuff. So when I first, I play lieutenant, so when I stepped on, foot on the ship, uh, sailors were coming up to me and saluting me, not knowing that I was an actor because the uniforms <laughs> looked right, that right. real, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to salute back or not, but they told me that they're just saluting the uniform, so it's a sign of respect and whatnot. So, so what are you supposed to do back? Right. <clears throat> well. They say you can salute, but I just do a nod. Now they're used to us being around, so when I just do an awkward nod, they know and say, oh, okay, he's an actor. He's <laughs> and at this point, if they don't recognize me, then I'm offended. They should be watching the show. Right, right. Are, are any of the servicemen actually background actors on the show? They absolutely, they do. Wow. They, they love it. They really love it. Right. And, they, and they thank us uh, for giving them the opportunity. And we're like, no, thank you for your service. Right. And allowing us onto the ship. So they're so supportive. Uh, I heard that our poster's up at the Pentagon. Like, Whoa, uh, that's Washington, major. Everybody, they love it. And they, they feel like we're just doing the show justice. I mean, doing the Navy justice. Right. We're doing it right. We're telling the story. Um, even though it's a sci-fi story, we're, we're addressing the naval issues the way that the Navy would actually handle a situation mm-hmm. such as this. So it's really good. It's really good. Okay, Lieutenant Burke. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that oh, was when you see him. <laughs> Do correct salute when you see him on that ship. Let's so, yeah, let's talk about your hobbies. What kind of hobbies right. do you have? Oh, music. Music is everything right now for me. Um, in all of my spare time, I'm I'm in the lab now. I call it the lab with, with my guys and just uh, we're putting them out. We, right. we you know uh, I feel like Pac in there. Just like next, <laughs> next, next. It's cool. What, kind of it's, stuff, what do you talk about? And uh, well, with a, in with your a, music, you know, yeah. yeah, with a, a group. Call some assholes. I know, but you're saying like, what are <laughs> you, you can talk- pretty much guess. <laughs> yes. um, so it's, it's nothing it's serious. It's um, you were going. We're going to have some serious stuff because okay. we're going to talk about relationships. Um, it, it's a lot to do with relationships, but it's a lot of you know bravado. You know, the man going to the club, meeting girls, and all that whole nine. And it's interesting trying to find that fine balance because people are on that. They're on the right. turn up. And uh, for me, I want to bring something different. But if you stray too far away, you know, people aren't listening to that. They don't want to hear it. So you got to trick them a little bit. So for me, in the last couple of years, um, trying to come up with a concept that will uh, sort of trick people into listening to something else. Um, it has been my goal thus far. So we've come up with this comedy series. We've been shooting some clips. We're going to start releasing them soon. And, uh, yeah, just kind of get them to watch that way. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about whether you're in a relationship or not. Right, Are you talking about relationships? I know. Are you in a relationship right now? I'm single. Okay. Well, yeah. I was going to say, how do you balance that? Or how in the yeah. past have you balanced your private and your uh, yeah. career? Your it's, life? it's difficult. I think it's pretty difficult, especially now. I feel like I'm becoming more and more busy. And with that... It's hard to find somebody who kind of understands your career or someone, you know, you feel like you it, it, I think I think it's just overall hard for now. Um, I'd like to find myself in a in a space where I have more time being more, maybe more of a boss right now as an actor. It's a lot of hustle and bustle. It's a lot of oh, running yeah. around. Right, yeah. You got to be, you know, everywhere at once. So um, I'm looking to start to produce a little bit more and, and, and direct, and, and that way I can take some vacations and, and, and whatnot and take take my lady friend with me. Your lady Love friend. Her. Okay, F- you get to design your lady. Mm-hmm. What are five attributes that she has? Okay, number one, first and foremost, sense of humor. Okay. Number two, wagon. Number three, 
<laughs> Explain what wagon is for some people. Some people don't understand the, the Southern Charm. Yeah. <laughs> Terrell, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, no, uh, you got, you got. I like, I like them to have a little bit of a, a frame, a little shape, a little. Kind of, no, you got to, you got to, you got to be real with us. Be specific. Have a, a, a bump. Uh, and, Not uh, just a bump, because you said a, a wagon. A, 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 a ass. Okay, there okay, you go. There gotta it is. Got to make, gotta make a like, plane for the people. That's, that's, that's number two. That was number two on my list, <laughs> right? Comedy. Um, just uh, someone who is understanding and, and, and forgiving. Sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you you learn quickly that some, you're not really in this for real. Because like, right, what right. I did, that, that's not big enough for you to like walk away from this. So. Right. You know, so someone who's understanding, um, someone who's supportive of of what I do, and um, last but not least, wagging. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so I want you Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook ladies out there. Jocko. Get your squats in. Yes. Get your squats Jocko in. Jocko needs a wagon. Indeed. Somebody's gonna send you a red flyer wagon for him and be like, Jocko, I got a wagon. Hey, I love it. I love humor. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of upcoming projects do you have going on? Because you have the music. Yeah. What else is going on? Absolutely. I just did a comedy called The Sweet Life with Chris Messina from The Mindy Project and Abigail Spencer from Mad Men. Okay. And uh, I played husband to Maggie Siff from uh, Sons of Anarchy. So that's a, a, a lot of good a people. Great, yeah, right. a great Caucasian cast there. So I was glad to add a little splash <laughs> of color. And um, so I had fun with that. That's actually my first comedy that will be coming out. So I'm looking forward to that in uh, 2016. Good, okay. good, good. And that in the, the Last Ship Season 3. I, I, we should be getting word this week that uh, we'll get a Season 3 and we'll start up in October. So. Right. Oh, yeah. Good. So I'll proud of you. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm, I'm proud of you. Oh. Right, for real, man. You I everywhere. This is, this is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I try. Right, you try. You try. <laughs> well, it shows. Well, it shows. Okay, go ahead and tell all of our viewers and your fans where they can find you on social media. All right, you can find me in the club. No. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jocko Sims. J O C K O S I M S. Yes. Then where can we find you? Courtney? You guys can keep in touch with me at Tesnos on Twitter and Instagram and now Snapchat. Yes, and you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. And if you have any suggestions about guests you want to see on this show, if you have any questions, use the hashtag BHLNext because yes. we love to see your comments. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.